Is that the world's best theme song to a podcast ever? There's no way it can't be. Like, I just don't believe anybody's <laughs> got anything better. Like, the best way to start a podcast is its theme song. That's it. It's just we, can just turn, we can just stop the podcast now. I think the best way to start a podcast it. is the theme song and then talk about the theme song for the rest of the <laughs> podcast. I wonder if there is a podcast where they, like, just talk about, like... Like theme songs, like from movies or something. Surely there is. Surely there Maybe is. Maybe we can, we'll do it instead. The Album Lounge presents, what, like film scores? <laughs> the Album Lounge presents. That would be a good thing to do, actually. We could look at like film scores. We could like compare, like we could pick like oh, shit. an album. Oh, sorry. We pick a film and analyze its score from a film. We are like money makers. <sighs> we are like constantly making fantastic ideas. Why are we the best? We're just, we we're just, just so good. We just are. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, welcome to the Album Lounge. This is a podcast where we're going to be talking about all things album and music and just analysing and ranking some really hot albums. Oh. Um, this, we'll, we'll be honest because we're going to be honest this whole time. This podcast wasn't invented 24 hours ago and yet here we are. <laughs> I, don't, I, I was thinking today I'm like how How did we even come up with this Was it like a joke And then uh, I I actually had like have, I don't remember I think we were joking And then we were like This is oh, actually wait, why like Why is this such stellar. a good idea It's actually stellar I actually want to do this so bad <laughs> And now we're Now we're here Now we're stuck We're always no, stuck no matter it. where we are Or like what we're doing We always just find ourselves Talking about like A certain artist Or a certain album Or something And then like like last night when we were just talking about the Beatles and stuff like that. And then now we're just going to record it and see if anyone listens. Hopefully. All my fans in Artigua and Barbados. Shout out. <laughs> Shout, Shout out. out to Carney's fans. Hashtag Carney fans. Represent. Let's oh, go. Oh my. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much the premise of the show. Each episode, we'll analyse an album. We'll rank it. Give it a score. But the main thing is every album should aim for is, is it unskippable? Oh, and that's hard. That I, is difficult. I know very few unskippable albums. It's difficult because I, I can't be biased. <laughs> so, like, my thing is if I'm, like, got this album, especially, like, the album that we're talking about tonight, if we're, if I was listening to this on vinyl, I wouldn't skip it. I would just listen to it all the way through. Whereas if this album was on Spotify, I might skip it. I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard. On vinyl, I always say, you can't talk about vinyl because vinyl is always a no skip. Like if you're skipping yeah. on vinyl, you're putting in too much too much effort. effort. You're putting in way too much effort as an individual to go like move it and find exactly where the next track be. It's just too, it's just too much time. I got to say though, I am like so good at lining up the needle. Really? To, like if I ever, if I like... Because I'll, I'll always be one that will go back to a song. If I'm listening to a song on an album and I'm just like vibing it at the moment, I will go back and just listen to it again. It's just something about hearing it on vinyl. It's just so good. I can't. I can't. I'm not able to. I'm always uh, bad. Do you have an automatic one? Oh, I've got, I do have an automatic one. I've got a start and stop button, which is fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. But cool. I can move it myself. But it's just like... I'm just bad. Like every single time I drop it, I'm always like at the very, I'm always like in the song or I'm in the other song. So I'm just like, if I want to listen to another song, it has to either be at the start of the record. So it's easy to find. Yeah. Or I just got to listen to the whole record again. See, mine's manual. <laughs> so I've had to like practice. Really? And then like, 
I will like put an album on and I'll be like doing something around the house and then it, the side will finish and it just won't go back. So I'll like, I'll be like, why is it so quiet in here? <laughs> and then I'll be like, ah, oh, the needle's just spinning at the end of the record. <laughs> just going, going. I just like, oh God. Anyway. Um, so we will talk about an album, which we have decided. And then at the end, we'll give each other our song of the episode, what we're listening to at the moment. Oh, I'm hyped. The I song, think, the song. I, I need you to listen to it. I need you to listen to the song that I brought up. Oh. I've, I don't reckon you've heard my song either, so I oh. feel like you're gonna like it. Oh, um, so Carney. Yes. How? What? What do you do? What? Do, what are you up to when you're not doing a sexy podcast like oh, this? Oh, like oh, this sexy. Ooh, chill. Yeah. Calm. Oh. Brilliant. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh, no. Um. I mean, I love music. Like. Yeah. I thought about it recently. Music's so deeply ingrained in my life and the way I like think and act as well. Probably mm-hmm. too much. Like I'm always like tapping out things or humming out something or yeah. thinking. So I like heavily and I love playing music all the time. So I just love listening to albums. But were you that kid that had like chopsticks at the dinner table? Because I was. <laughs> chopsticks? And yeah. you. Uh, chopsticks, cutlery, pen. Oh, pencils for- at school. For oh, sure. Yeah. I got in so in. much trouble. Done in. Yeah. People get so unhappy. Tapping, just general tapping. Yeah. I've done that before. Oh, yeah, all the time. But it'll be, I'm finding it's like when I do it, it's like a, always like a specific song. I remember when we'll do like musicals and stuff together. Like when we did American Idiot, I was just like always doing like the drum parts on my hands when I'm just like sitting down all the time. I do that so much. I'm not even really a drummer. I don't drum much and I still drum out things all the time. But wow. also, if only there was a podcast where we will talk about that album too. Ooh, spoilers spoilers i will say that away. before we before we move on before we get into what you do yeah. in your personal time i'm sorry to everybody who taps along without rhythm <laughs> like i just have to stop you i like physically have to stop you i don't want to be rude to everybody i understand music is for the people music That's is right. for everybody but if i'm tapping out something specific and you just start tapping random shit, it ruins my mojo. Are you that guy at like concerts who like the audience will be clapping and they'll be going like two, four, one, two, three, four. And someone will be going like. That does peeve on me. On the one and three. That does peeve me when people are slightly out and you can uh-huh. hear like a ripple effect. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm also that annoying guy who likes to play polyrhythms. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> Because it's Start funny. Like some rush or something with your hand. There you go. Yeah. Just what do, do you, that. Bradley? Yes. What do you do when you're not well, recording a podcast with your with your sultry, smooth vocals? Oh, stop it, you. Uh, well, I'm just like you. I'm a musician, and again, biased with the album that we're talking about. Probably the world's biggest Beatles fan, I would say. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Do you dress up in Sergeant Pepper outfits for a living? <laughs> okay, well, you beat me there. Yeah. Okay, there's no need to. There's no need to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so well, I'm just like you. I'm another muso. I tour, mainly do Beatles work. I'm with um, the Australian Beatles tribute band, the Beatniks, um, who have been around since 1980. Like, oh, I didn't even realise that. Yeah. You, got, you guys kept saying that it's the biggest... The longest running, like one of the longest running Beatles tribute bands. Yeah. And I was like, really? I, I think, didn't realize yeah. it's been running since the Beatles were still like around. Yeah. So 
there was when there was the Broadway production of Beatlemania. Have you have you seen that or like no, heard about that? I've heard about it. So that it, was but... like the first Beatles tribute band. There was like a Broadway show called Beatlemania, and it was pretty much like Beatles tribute band like premise. They dressed up suits and stuff like that. Um, and it was I don't I don't know if it was around for too long. It was maybe like a year or two. But then that from that show they kind of formed the bootleg Beatles. That was like how they were kind of formed and then but in Australia, yeah, the Beatniks were around from that year, nineteen eighty. Jesus. Yeah, it goes all the way back. My lord. So it's it's quite a privilege. It's quite an honor. Damn. Um and it's plus it's the best job in the world. It it really is. Like I could I could do it for the rest of my life. <laughs> and that's how I got into music. I saw the Beatniks when I was what? Nine, ten years old with my parents. Jesus. And I remember I remember seeing it seeing them and just being like, That is what I want to do forever. I'm just gonna do it. And now I get to do it. And I it's wish like, tick. I wish. Bloody hell. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do we'll it. We'll make our own Beatles band. We'll do it. Yes. Lennon and McCartney, Brad and Carney. We're we're basically Lennon and McCartney. Right? Who are you? Oh no, I'm not singing McCartney. That's you. That's you. Oh. That's you, Sean. Oh, okay. I get the shorts. Well, and it's not the short straw. It says I'm the one that's going to like lose their vocal cords after five seconds. His range is insane. So anyway, shall we talk about this album? Yes. Our first album. Where better to begin than arguably the start of the best band of all time, Ooh. the Beatles. Please, please me, 1963. The thing that I can't get over about this album is like it's obviously like the talking point that every when you think about Please Please Me, everyone thinks about oh it was recorded in one day, and then you just listen to the songs that are on there and it's just like there's magic dripping from Studio Two in, in Abbey Road oh. when they were there that day. It just shocks me. Like I could never imagine going in with a band and being like. We've played these songs. Let's record all the songs we have in nine hours and let's just do it and be done. Let's well, just do it, it, and, it was and really, it really stemmed from like the cavern sets, right? Like there was pretty, because I read that it was originally going to be a live album that they were going to record at the cavern. And then Wait, George, are you serious? Yeah. Then George Martin took a look at the cavern and he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine George Martin going to the cavern and be like, well, boys, maybe not. Come come down to my offices at Abbey Road. Or actually, no, it would have been still in my studios then, not the, Abbey Road yet. The Cavern Club is literally a cave. It's it literally was. Oh, I remember seeing like documentaries talking about the Cavern and just how like not great it used to be. But then like you look at all the artists that played there, the Beatles, the Stones, Queen, like so many Holy. artists. And like yeah, it was it was knocked down, and then they made the new one. But then like you look at all the artists that have played there today. Paul's been what back twice, once in the nineties, and then one a couple of years ago. Really, the new cabin. Yeah, he played the live lounge a couple of years ago. They filmed it. They released oh, it. I've I Paul know the cabin. Yeah, you should check it out. It's just like his normal <laughs> normal set. <laughs> Same stories that he always says. But he's getting old. I'll let him. I'll I, honestly. I would listen to him 
I would listen to Paul McCartney tell the same stories over and over again. I don't know if he has <laughs> more stories to tell. He's 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 rocking up to an old age and yeah. he's still playing three hour shows. I think he needs to take a rest. That was a pretty great night. Oh my! Paul McCartney, Newcastle, Australia. What two months ago? Three months ago? Something like that. Yeah, November. I think so. Yeah, around November. Oh, wow! Killer, killer! Wow. And I went and saw him do sound check as well, and he played like coming up. And I was like, this is heaven. That hurts I me. I that song. When people play songs at soundcheck that never get played for the set. Yeah. And it hurts my soul because you're never there and you never get to hear those songs at all. Yeah. It peeves me. You heard Drive My Car though. You were there when he was ending. Yeah, no, I was walking, I was walking outside, yeah. outside and I heard a bit of Drive My Car and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, he pulled like some seven-year-old kid up on stage from the soundcheck and I was just like, why couldn't he pull me up? <laughs> Come on, Paul. Pull up a 23-year-old instead of some seven-year-old kid. You but are. I wouldn't know what to do. I would just like stand there and be like, it's Paul McCartney. Well, uh, anyway. Shall we Shall we talk about this album? Shall we talk about its great tracks? Yes. Um, oh, my. All right. Let's do it. So, Please Please Me by The Beatles. The very first album on the album lounge. Oh, here we go. I haven't listened to this album properly in full in like a while. I felt bad. So, yeah, last year was a big Please Please Me year for me because we were doing it in the Beatniks for the 60th anniversary. So I was really like listening to it quite a bit. But before then, I don't reckon I'd listen to it start to finish in ages i will always go through phases with like it'll be like part of the 10 or so Beatles songs that i'll be listening to like at that time and usually there's like one or two from please please me well, please please me has some strong contenders for like yeah top end Beatles songs i feel i reckon like arguably some of the strongest earliest Beatles songs are on this album I reckon. Oh, okay. No, I do agree. Yeah. I had to think about that, but I, I can agree with that. If someone was like, what are the top five early Beatles songs from like 62 to what, 65? Arguably, I'd le- I can think of two from this album that would be in there. And I feel like only we're two. thinking of the same two songs. It's only sure. two. I wouldn't push it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't push it with this yeah, album. Only two, for sure. <laughs> so, Album Lounge listeners, we will now go through... What, 14? 14, 14 tracks? songs, 14 track by tracks, track. Track by track. Give it each song a ranking out of five and then an album ranking out of ten, right? Yes. Yeah. And then will Please Please Me be an album that's unskippable? Or oh. We shall see. Anyway, let's begin. Track number one. Oh, Is this the greatest first Lord. song by any artist on their first album? I, I've literally got written here like banging opener. This is a perfect. Just straight from the one, two, three, four, and like bam. The energy hits you. It's a perfect opener for this album. It screams like early 1960s mania. Yeah. Like if I was there, bro, have you, you know when they talk about those girls? Oh, like in yeah. stadiums who would Beatle like, who would like, who would like be screaming so much and faint so much they'd like piss themselves? <laughs> I think I'd be one of, I would. If I heard that song, I was saying, if I heard that song yeah. live in the 60s, I would. I Is would it, piss myself at I a feel like that's concert. why a lot of people, like, if 
if you get asked, like, if you go back to one Beatles concert, what would it be? And I would probably agree and say The Cavern because then you could actually hear them. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you'd said, like, Sydney or something, you wouldn't hear anything and they'd be there for, like, what, 25 minutes and then they'd leave. You can't go to any big ones like Shea Stadium where, like, no. people are, like, Just running to anything. them and you can't no. hear anything more. Well, for those who don't know, track number one, I saw us standing there. It's... I think it is one of either like I, I'm going to put out a big call. I reckon it's one of the best early Beatles songs. Period. Oh, you cannot beat it. From playing this song live, I think 99% of all Beatniks gigs I've ever done, we have opened with this song. It's the perfect opener, and it just rocks. John's rhythm guitar on this song. Oh, he he digs absolutely in. He properly rocks. digs in. I very much like John. He's a he's he's an interesting guitarist. I don't know if he's like great, but the parts yeah. he writes, yeah, especially parts. with this, works very like the way he's like digging so in with those heavy. down strokes as well, yeah. and the solos, the little tidbits, yeah. the energy is just insane in this in this track. So to fully begin I, with. All, I, when when I think about this song, I always think about Paul and the interviews when he, we would talk when he would talk about this song, and he would always do like the. You know, the, the, the song never was, he was just 17, you know what I mean? He would always go like, he would talk about the, he was just 17, never been a beauty queen. And I'm like, come on, Paul. <laughs> you told this story like a million times. We all know. Tell us about like, she said, she said, or something like that. Uh, it's. I've also watched a video, and she's a bit of a tangent, but in the movie yesterday, which uh, I will say, terrible movie. But bad. in the movie yep, yesterday, bad. in the movie yesterday, um, he rewrites the song I saw her standing there oh, and yeah. people point out like why he didn't change the lyrics because he, like the Beatles were like in their 20s so already he was just she was just 17 you know what I mean is already like uh, okay Paul <laughs> you're you're in your like early 20s at this point yeah, I don't know what you're been, doing 19, 20 something like that but like the dude in the film is like late 20s, almost oh, hitting yeah, 30. Like 30s for sure. <laughs> and it's like, and he still sings, <laughs> she's just 17, you know what I mean. And it, <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we, shall we rank it? Who, who wants to go first? Do you want oh. to give me your out of five? Or do you want out of five? Give- I, I gave it a four and a half. I gave it a five. Uh, I thought so. I thought I, you would. I thought you would. I just like, how can I not? What is, I think it is just a perfect Beatles track. I just think it, it can, is one of two. I will say spoilers. There is only one other five on here for me. Really? And oh, I was harsh. Okay. okay. But this, I, I couldn't not give oh, us or standing there a five. I get it. I mean, Paul screaming like is crazy. Like all the screams they have in this is like immense, but like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, in terms of other Beatles songs, I was like, I don't know if it can, I don't know if I could put it at the top top. Yeah. I don't know if I could be like, this is perfect. Yeah. I, got a, I got a soft spot for I saw her standing there. I adore that song. It is fantastic. Five out of five. Oh, sure. okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Track two. I'm thinking of like an F chord. Do, 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 Oh. Misery. Once again, perfect. Follow up, perfect follow up. I love I this love song. The, oh, we can't have the same. We're gonna have the same opinion for like the whole. Yeah, album. I love this song. <laughs> I think um, it's underrated. I think this song's I underrated. Think it's underrated. I, I think I'm, it's I'm looking at my ranking. I think I may have ranked it 
too low but then like i tried to like balance it between songs oh, i really no, love and I, I, I went through a mad phase with this song last year where it was just like easily one of the top beatles songs i listened to all year really um and it was always one of the songs that i wanted to get the beat next to i'm like let's do misery come on boys let's do it <laughs> when we did it we did it for like a solid month or two and then I forget which member it was, but we were just like, yeah, let's not do Misery anymore. I was like, okay. You cut Misery. Misery was cut. It's, it's so like nice and groovy, but moody at the same time. Like, all the love, lyrics are so like- I love Lennon McCartney. Moody and it's great. It. And the piano. Yeah. The piano is a Shout nice out, touch. George Martin. Oh, I so love it. Good. I so love it. What did you What did you give it out of five? I yeah. gave it another four and a half. Four and a half. I, I gave, gave it a four and a half. Three and a half. Because I, I listened to it. I, oh my! I know. Three and a half. Thinking about it, I was like, oh, was that too three harsh? and a half. I listened to it and I was like, why haven't I not listened to this song for a while? This song is like great. I think it's too underrated. But yeah. I mean, I've got some. I've got some other low ones. So I was trying to even it out as well. Okay, fair enough. But, yeah. All right, misery. Three point five from me, Carney. Four point five. All right, track number three. <laughs> I think, I, I, I don't know if I was listening to the record then or if I was listening to you. That was spot on. I know. Literally, the only notes I have for this song, I love the riff on this song because it's, it's like, the riff, like, I feel it. It's like nice. Yeah. I love the George riff. And also it's love very the, George. I also love the fact, because I've tried it, the riff changes when he's singing because he can't sing and play the riff at the same time. time. (laughs) And the only other note is like, (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say my main note is Lennon's vocals on Anna. I adore like the middle eight, like the all of my life stuff. I'm just, he's like going for it. He, he, he rips in, he rips in. I love it. And the backings, the backings as well. The BC version of this song too is really great. Them like especially Lennon's vocals. I think there's a take of it where he goes for the um, I've been searching the high ing and he like cracks. <laughs> <laughs> like oh John John like, Lennon. He like that's why I love about early Lennon vocals. He's just like pushing so hard and it's like it just sounds <clears throat> when he's on he's on and it just sounds so great. That's what I love about John Lennon because it makes me feel good to know that like. You can be super successful and have, and like have voice little to no, little to no, like, like that man's vocal technique is like so shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul's is like flawless. Paul's is insane. Oh, like, but still I was like listening to, it, I was like, it's good. But I was like, is it good? Good. Yeah. Well, what did you, what did you give it? I, I was like, it's a tad bit boring. I said three and a half. Three and a half. I gave it four. Uh, Mainly okay. for... The Mainly for Lennon's vocals. That's yeah. fair. That is fair. I love it. So, track number four. I'm so sorry, George Harrison. George. I, I was listening to this album and I got to this song and it was literally a point where, like, my face dropped. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not even kidding when I say, like, I wish, like, I listened to it. I was like, oh. George got the short uh, end for this one. He did. Chains. It's just, um, it's just all right. It's just, like... He's just like passable. I'd listen to it. I'm like, well, uh, it, it, it matches everything else to a degree. Yeah. But it's just boring. It's one of the, it, is it the weakest song on the album? I think it's my lowest or equal lowest. It's, I think me. it's my lowest fully. Yeah. My lowest fully is this one. 
It's just, oh, and it's so... I lit. like the, um, I want to tell you pretty baby, all that stuff. I think, I like George's vocals on it are great. He's, but he's it's just good, not the greatest song. No. He's done, he's got, he's got better ones on this album. He's got yeah. one, he's got only one other on this yeah, album. and but. it's so much better. Even though I think I may have given it like the same rating, probably. <laughs> could, just comparing it to other songs on here, but Chains... 2.5 Two and a half. Two hey. and a half. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. I, it, as much as we are massive Beatles fans, I could be like, every, not this every one, Beatles fan yeah. is, not every Beatles song is good. And this one is terrible. <laughs> terrible Not terrible. It's not terrible. It's, it's, it's just fine. It's just, yeah, it is just Compared fine. to other songs on the album, it's definitely weaker. And then talking about weaker, <laughs> let's go to the, <laughs> what a segue. Um, let's go to boys. Now I perform this song every week. So you, I, I do no, have a soft spot to know. for it. I need to know uh, out yeah. of all the Ringo songs that you sing when you play, cause there's not, there's not, there's very few yeah. that I assume you play. Um, how high on your personal ranking do you think this would be? Do you think this is high? Boys low? would be up there. We, we push the tempo a little bit for this one live. It just rocks live. I yeah. Think. On the album, I think it loses a bit of its edge. I just um, think it slaps. Whereas when they did it live, they did it faster as well. Heaps faster. But then they did everything faster live. Things faster um, live just like destroy. Just rocks. Um, but Ringo's vocals on it aren't the greatest. <laughs> it's Ring- I'm sorry, Ringo. Ringo. I'm sorry, I'm like Ringo. the Stop biggest Ringo stan ever. Stop making music. Stop releasing pack up, EPs. Pack up, pack up, Ringo. <laughs> stop releasing EPs. Oh, God. It's enjoyable. It's a nice little ditty, but I, I I, don't think I'd actively search out for it. For boys, yeah. There I are, love performing it, but again, yeah, not there too are, much. There are better listener. Ringo songs. For sh- oh, hands down. There is one, so there is one better. better Ringo song. Yeah? What do you, which one are you talking about? Octopus's Garden oh, slaps. Bangers. <laughs> so, boys, again, I gave it 2.5. I gave it three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. I enjoyed it a bit more than Chains personally because yeah. it was one. It was one I could stomach. Chains was not. I like Chains. I like didn't super enjoy. Boys, I was like, I can groove. Yeah. I can groove. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was ranking like one of the like, if it was like a live version or something, I would have definitely given it more. I think just solely based off the studio version, I kept it at two point five. Yeah. And no, compared that, that to other out. tracks on the album as well, it's no. difficult to rank it any higher for me. Yeah. You're making sense. You're making sense. So the next track, though, Ask Me Why. I love this song. I went... Because uh, I don't know how I misremember this. I went to listen to this song and I was like, this is going to be like an, uh, just another okay, please, please me song. And when I listened to it, I was like, oh my. This is like... John's falsetto in this. He does Beautiful. it very... He yeah. only does it in the early years and it's very rare. It's really nice. And it's very nice. All the vocals, especially all the... Harmonies uh, Harmonies are so uh, they're so smooth and nice to listen to. Like, uh, oh, and that intro riff. Mm. Doom, boom, 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 that boom. is the song. Like, as soon as, like, if I think of that song, I just think of that riff. It sends down. me. It sends. It's amazing. The super, hashtag super underrated Beatles song. It Ask is. Me why, it for is. For sure. There's a lot of underrated ones that I think sneak under the radar this in this is album. One of them. Absolutely. Oh. There's so many, but for me, Ask Me Why would be up there. With another song on this album as well, which would be like really underrated on my list. Um, but Ask Me Why for sure. Solid yeah. four. The chord, oh, I said four as well. The yeah. chord progression is just so. 
Oh, I love it. It's very yeah. like, it's very like, it's, com- it's, it's very not like, like pop just... rock jazz. It's almost, it's got very like interesting voicings for stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like in it. I'm, it's I'm... no love me do <laughs> compared to chord patterns, but it's complex. And like, and the fact that they were doing this live and I'm like, what other Liverpool group at this time was doing stuff like that? No one. I don't, I don't know anybody. Not like it's that. Insane. No it's way. Great. Not with like multiple harmonies and those chord patterns and stuff. No way. No one. Oh, all right. Do you want to, do you want to end side A? End side A? Yeah, or, uh... let's do it. Please, please me. Now, again, this is another one that I like performing live. Again, we push the tempo and it rocks a bit more. I haven't always been the biggest lover of Please Please Me, I will say. Really? Yeah. I, I just think there's so many other better Beatles songs. We're going to have... You know, I don't know if you're going to be very proud of, my, proud of my opinion of this song. You love it? I went... When I was listening to it, I was like... Out of all the early Beatles songs, this one catches you and it's amazing. The vocals are great. Yeah. Like, I literally... The title track... For a title track song... Because title track songs, if they're bad, like... Yeah, it's bad. But this title track song is a mess, and the the guitar riff as well yeah. with the with the harmonica. And you the, can like, see and why the, like, this song section. was such a big success. You can see, I can see why. Like, I can see why. Like, when someone from the sixties hearing "Please Please Me," you can just, I could just be like, "Wow, yeah, this is great." Um, but I always <laughs> love the story of how like this was originally. Like, I remember. Was it John or was it Paul that was saying... No, I think it was John who was saying, like, he was he, re- he wrote it like a Roy Orbison song. It was much slower and much moodier. And I think it was George Martin who was like, no, nah, it needs to be faster. It needs to rock. It needs to be faster. George Martin's sure. saving the day every second. <laughs> He's always there. Um, oh. But, yeah, I, I do like it. And the harmonica and stuff is just grade A early Beatles. I gave it... What did I give it? I gave it a three. I gave it a five. Wow. Yeah. I thought about it. I thought about it. I don't know how much I agree with it now, but I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with my personal choice here. That's and out fair. of all of out of all the songs, that. in comparison to all the songs on the album, wow. I'm happy with where it sits. Okay. So I gave it a five. There you go. Strong end to side A. Oh. Look at you go. Terrible. I'm, I'm going to sweat. Terrible fucking opener for side B. <laughs> oh, come on. I rank this higher than Please Please Me. What? I love What them. are you on? You got, I think only because as well, like this was the first, like, okay, except for like My Bonnie. Like this is like the first like Beatles song that was ever released. Yeah, but so I My feel like Bonnie it, is better. The no, cover of My Bonnie my is body so is not much better. better. Than what are do. you? You're no actually way. insane. No. You're actually insane, Brad. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out here. And I'm gonna give my opinions. Love Go. Me Do is a three. Okay, it's iconic. Three point five. It's iconic. I can understand liking it. It's not bad. It's just boring, and I'm not going to hourly listen to it unless it's like played. Yeah, I, I just love, I love the harmonica. Obviously, that's the, like the harmonica is so that. But it's the only but I just bit that love holds their harmonies too. Oh, okay, it's yeah. so it's such a simple song, but again, like their harmonies just add another level to it. They always just like, but its simplicity is killing for me. It's just it just feels boring sometimes. Yeah, and but it's, it's very just slow. A- it's very slow. Like it. Sometimes when I listen to it, I might have to go back to it, but sometimes when I listen to it, it feels very sluggish. I just think it is a great 60s pop song. Love me do. 3.5. What were you? Three. 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 Okay. It's above Chains. <laughs> it's, above <laughs> it's above Chains. Which most of the songs are above <laughs> Chains. Now, 
Continuing on side B. P.S. I love you. It is pretty great. It's it's underrated. I think. Oh, it's not underrated. I feel like people like this one a lot. But I, when I listen to it, come on, the harmonies. Yeah. The harmonies on this. I just wish they sung different lyrics. (laughs) Like they like they just go through the same cycle of lyrics or like a thousand times. But it is great, and I remember my one of my favorite cover versions of it is when they did um, when they made a musical out of backbeat that nineties yes. film. Yes, the version of P.S. I Love You on that Broadway soundtrack is so good. It's really good. The guy who whoever plays Paul in that in that West I was a I think it was West End actually. Sorry, I think it was a West End recording. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. Really? Yeah. I have I have I have listened. I to wish it. that musical was around for longer. It didn't deserve oh. it. Cut straight away. I think it was only around for like a year or so. Some of the versions on the songs in that, I'm not very like the Beatles versions are better though. Like oh, on yeah. on backbeat, like some of just some of them are a bit iffy for me personally. But I'm not crazy. This the... my Bonnie because my Bonnie's supposed to slap. And it doesn't really slap on that. Yeah, the the backbeat movie soundtrack, the one that has like Dave Grohl and stuff like that. They just like it's like the heavy metal versions of it. It's this crazy, like, rock, whereas, like, the Backbeat West End soundtrack is much more closer to the originals. But I just love that guy's vocals on it, and I love Paul's vocals on it, absolutely. Paul destroys. I gave PS I Love You, uh, what did I give it? I gave it a 3.5, too. Gave it a four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, it's one of my, it's one of my, it's one of my, it's one of my solid favourite underrated ones on this one. Wow, nice. Now, I'm, I'm curious um, to see what your ranking of this Three. one is. Three, three for Baby It's You. I gave it 3.5 as well. Three. Burt Bacharach track. Um, three. <laughs> again, for me, it's just Lennon's vocals. Lennon's vocals do hold it up, but I was listening to it. I was like, hey, this feels or this feels kind of, it, it, it's just like, it just feels very, uh, it just feels very okay. Sha la 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 la. I, I, remember, I, I think that destroys it for me. I remember well. listening to the Beatles live at the BBC yes. and there's that radio guy before they do it. And he's like, listen to sha la 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 la. And then they just go into the song. Like that's the weirdest transition ever. Um, but yeah, I love Lennon's vocals on it. The harmonies too are really great. We pulled this one out live too. Um, yeah. Last year as well. We did it when we were doing some please, please me. Shows did you and stop? Stuff. Um, yeah, this side we've, we we pulled this one out more than Misery, I would say. Yeah. Why? Um, Why? Andy, who plays Lennon in the um, in the Beatniks, is his vocals on it on Baby It's You and like all of the okay. Lennon early, especially the early okay. Lennon songs. But actually, all the Lennon songs he sings magnificently. Um, I love his vocals on Baby It's You, and same as John's. I really love it. Three point five for me. Yeah. Okay. Now we're back to good old Georgie. This does George justice. This yeah. Song. Wait a minute. What is their reaction? What is their reaction? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It, obviously, it is better than change, but I did give it again two point five. You gave this song yeah. two and a half. I've I've performed you it said, live. You so said, many "Baby, times. it's you and Love Me Do are better than." This you want song. Secret? Yeah, hot take. Yeah, I stand by it. You're wrong. You are actively <laughs> wrong. I, I thought we as Beatles fans would agree on most of this and this would be boring, but you're actually wrong. Like, nah, no way. 
There's four and a half. This is a solid four stellar. and a half. Or do you want to know? This no is stellar. Way. What do you mean? No, what do you mean? no, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. All right. The 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 chord progression I love the bass it's jaunty yeah. it's under and George's vocals are lovely to listen yeah. to and his falsetto is great okay, the only thing yeah. that diminishes it for me is probably the fade out I wish the song just yeah, ended it's few, so close there's, there's so many fade outs, fade outs but this is so close to finishing and it would be like perfect yeah in my eyes but also the 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 heavily reverby Backing Heavy vocals reverb. destroy like the do It's fine. Uh, you're fine. <laughs> Two, what, what did I give you? Yeah, 2.5. You gave it 4.5. That's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous though. It's it's just <laughs> accurate. Oh, we, we can agree to disagree, but I'm going to agree on this next one that this is one of the best songs on the album. A Taste of Honey. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean... I just... One, the complexity of the song. This song is not easy to play. This has like tricky chords in it. No, no, it is like very moving bass lines by Paul plus his vocals on it are just I love it. And the harmonies as well on a taste of honey is really oh, the good. Harmonies I think it are is great. This would be like easily my top ten most underrated Beatles songs, A Taste of Honey, for uh, sure. Yeah. Hands down. Okay. It's one song that like if I remember when I saw the Bootleg Beatles last year. Oh, no, sorry. Not now that it's 2024. It would have been 20, 2022. And they did A Taste of Honey. And I, like, lost my mind. And oh. it was so good. And I'm like, I've never seen a Beatles band do A Taste of Honey. And they did it justice. And really? Like, yeah, and, it, and it, like, reignited my love for A Taste of Honey. Well, have you guys done it? No, not yet. I'm hoping. You've got to try. I'm hoping we. Oh, can but it's hard in. though. Like to those guitar parts are like pretty. It's good. Yeah, I'm it's not saying great. it's bad. I struggled because it's high, but I had to compare it to everything else that I put high as well. Yeah. So it's hard. I settled with a four. Four point five is a solid for me. Four. four and a half for me. I just love it. And the BBC version of A Taste of Honey um, is really great. Really? Yeah. It's mu- it's obviously much drier than the the album version, but I just think it's. Again, like just hearing a different vocal take from Paul on it, it's just as strong though, for sure. It's yeah, so great. that's fair. That is fair. 4.5, Taste of Honey. What a banger. There's a place. <laughs> All right. I used to adore this song. I used do you not to, anymore? Like, I do. I really do like it. I don't love it as much as I used to. Like uh. I used to like, I would say like, if you ask me like, Two, three years ago, what, like, my top three Please Please Me tracks would be, There's a Place would be in the top three. Really? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I just love the middle eight as well. Um, Leonard's vocals on this are fantastic. Um, but I do love this track. Like, I gave it 3.5. I gave it a solid four. Four. I listened to it and I, I, like, I listened to it for a while as well. I think it's underrated. It's not, like, a massive underrated one, but... I think it deserves, it deserves, it's very good. It's yeah. a very good song. It's, it's got that energy. It's got that push, that early Beatles rock and roll energy. And the harmonies as yeah. well. Again, yeah, yeah. We, we did this live quite a bit too, and it just rocked live. It Absolutely rocks, it, it rocks. Well, here we are, track 14 already. It's, I'd like to say this, they did well, banging opener, 
perfect closer. This they there's some duds in the middle, but this album opens and shuts. Is this one of the best Beatles closers? It would I would like there's so many Beatles albums usually end on like absolute bangers, but this would be up there. Actually, I think this is, I'd have to look to justify my answer, but I'd say this is the best. The best. I'd say this is the best or close to the top because I'm thinking like albums like Abbey Road don't end on the end. It ends on her majesty. Okay. (laughs) It ends on her majesty. What about like a day in the life though? Oh, okay. No, that, that does have to top. Or like Tomorrow Never Knows. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Tomorrow Never Knows. And then Beatles for Sale ends on Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby. <laughs> Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby slaps. Everybody's it is one of my, my least favourite Beatles songs ever. I can't Hell. wait until we get Hell. to Beatles for Sale so Hell. I can tear apart Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby. Hell, I love it. It was one of the best guitar songs I learned. And I love no, George's guitar in it. And George singing is deserved. Um, Let's talk about this final track, Twist and Shout. I think I've never done a Beatles gig where I haven't played this song. I've got this quote here from Paul. Um, John had to save Twist and Shout until until the end. He was sucking zoobs all day, those little throat tablets, and he finally had to do Twist and Shout knowing he had to do it last because it would just rip his throat apart to do it. It was great. You can still hear that on the record. And you can. Yeah. His grit on his vocals is immense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and John would later go on to say the first album was recorded in one long 12-hour session, which the last song to be done was a song called Twist and Shout, which nearly killed me. And there's something I would say as well, this, and I saw her standing there. If you're like me and has like recorded their own versions of Beatles songs and stuff like that, this Twist and Shout just has some sort of magic in it. I think it is one one of, if not, the hardest Beatles song to replicate sonically, I reckon. There oh, is there's just, a lot going on. There's just something magical in this two and a half minutes of music. It it just it just works perfectly as a song, I feel. It is a perfect and Beatles I've song. I've never for seen sure. anybody in real life ex- um Maybe, but I've not seen many people ever recreate the screams. Like, people yeah. don't do that anymore. I wish people did more stuff like that. The screams yeah. and that sort of stuff that they do in these songs. Like, yeah. I'm like, this rip roars. And it's a great cover. Yes. It's a great yeah, yeah, cover yeah. of the Isley Brothers song. Yeah, like, there's I, there's so many, There's quite a few versions of Twist and Shout. Um, but obviously, for, for us, I would say this would be the superior version of it. I think so. I um, think so. I very much the the guitars, the everything. This everything song works. Just, I think like I want to hold your hand and she loves you does as well. But I think this song just symbolizes Beatlemania. Oh like the yes, and like just this back and forth harmonies and like just the going nuts with it's, the screaming yeah. and stuff. It's just. Grade it's just A Beatlemania. It's amazing. Five out of five. Five out of five, hands yeah. down. The one thing I would change is I wish the studio version was faster. Okay, that's I fair. wish the studio version was faster because I love listening to it, but every single time I listen to it, I do think, oh, it is a bit slow. Mm-hmm. And then again, like if you listen to their version of it, like Shea Stadium or something, it's so fast. They punch it's it, and so it's good. I faster. think Twist and Shout, but it should be it, punched it pumps, hard. Yeah, I think it should go fast because it's wow. such a it's such a rock and song, especially with all all of the crazy stuff that goes on. I yeah. think it works. Yeah, 
one of the best Beatles album closers, Twist and Shout, to Hands end down. off Please Please Me. From 1963, Beatles' first album. What, an, what a great album. What a great first statement from this band. I think so. For a first album recorded in that short amount of time, yeah. I think it's solid. It's I nuts. think it's pretty solid. So what, yeah, they would have done 10 tracks in 12 hours. Because Love Me Do... Well, they did, yeah. What, Love Me Do and P.S. I Love You... And please please me and was it ask me why was the B side, something like that. I would need to go back and check. But yeah, then they did the rest in one day, which is pretty magical. That's mental. These days you can't get a drum sound in that amount of time, <laughs> whereas they just finished an album. Like it's it's pretty magical. Um, there you go. Please please me. Did you ha- do you have an album ranking out of ten? I do. And and that uh, is. Drum roll. I don't know if I agree with. I'm thinking, but I went with eight. I went Me too. Eight. Oh, well, there, there you go. we go. I'm ranking eight. eight out of ten. It's I, solid. I didn't want to give good. it any lower because I think the highs are so high and the lows are like they're not low, low, but they're just they're just, they're just not as strong. There are some. There, I think there are some bitters albums that I put lower than this. Yes, I agree. Anyway, so but I yeah, think I, think I would have used to have put this lower, whereas now I have a deeper appreciation for it. For sure. No, of course. Um, but there you go. Both of us, 8 out of 10. Eight I like that. out of 10. We, we have some disagreements on which songs are better <laughs> than others. But we finally which come Which I around. like. But, um, but I need to know. I need to, I need to know, Brad. Mm. Do you think this album is unskippable? I'll answer it for you. The answer is, the, the answer is no. No. There, <laughs> there are, are some skips. skips. There are some skips. There are some strong... Yeah. skips on this album and i think because we will go through all of the beatles discography eventually and there are some beatles albums that are no skips hands down for sure i would put out i would put a few not all of them but i would put a few beatles albums as no skips i'd put a few but i think there's a bit less than yeah i would maybe I go think. like three or four i can think of off the top of my head which i just could not because there's always there's always one dud there's always like like there's always yeah. like one like not dud but one's like uh. yeah I think uh, there there's a handful I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you now because we'll get to them but there is a couple that are no skips but there you go album lounge friends the first album please Ooh. please me where there are some skips but we agreed both eight out of ten this was a good first album to start with this was a good first album to start with I now, can't wait. So here we go, song oh, of yeah. the episode, our first ever. Is song this what we're going to call it? I I wrote down this week's most listened to, or like song this of the episode. episode, song of the episode. I like song that. Song of the episode. Ooh, okay. Did you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. Okay. So I've been getting into. I stumbled upon this brilliant artist, PJ Morton. PJ Morton, and okay. he makes some brilliant funk R and B things, mm-hmm. and I love it. And the opening of his 2017 album Gumbo, the song first began. First began. Oh, I, I get sent. Like I, yeah. uh, it's so good. It's so good, and the vocals are so nice, and all the tones and the piano. I just, I am just in love with this song. Nice. Like it's like always, well, like one of my new favorite songs. So what, what year was it from? Uh twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So twenty seventeen okay. album. <laughs> wow. 
It's just stellar. It's just stellar. You should listen to it. So it's like hip hop. It's sort like, of like that. It's sort of like that R and B funk. It's very Stevie Wonder when I listened to okay, it. I was like, yeah. it's very Stevie Wonder, Corey Henry. We talking these this funk. It's like like sort of almost neo funk. Yeah. R and B. And you're super into that stuff. I've I've started delving deep. Yeah. Like from last year, I'm now deep in funk and R and B and that sort of stuff. And I've been discovering more things. So this is one of my top favorite songs that I've stumbled upon like this week or last week. I say. Damn. That's nice. What about you? What about you, my friend? Uh, this week's most listened to track. I have pulled out. I wouldn't call this like, it's a big band, but I would say this is like a deeper cut for them. My track this week um, is by The Who. Yeah. And, and is a song called You Better You Bet. You Better You Bet by The Who. Have you heard of it? N- no. no. I haven't so heard this, of this song. So like... The Who, like, obviously known for, like, crazy big rock and roll stuff. After Keith Moon died in what? What year did he die? What? 78. Um, they, like, took a little bit of time off. And then they came out with this, what would be... I think this was their first single post Keith Moon's death with the um, the new drummer, Kenny Jones, from The Faces. Um, and it's, like... I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call it like it's kind of rock, but it's more like pop. If really? Anything. Yeah, and it's like, but it's got because this song was out in what eighty one, so it's got like disco. Oh, I don't know if it's disco influences, but it's super eighties. It's very eighties. My favorite fun fact about this song is this was the fourth video, like the music video for this song was the fourth ever video played on MTV. Yeah. Wait, the fourth Four. ever? Four. Ever? Ever, yeah. So when MTV launched, um, I know that Video Killed the Radio Star was the first ever song on MTV. I forget what the second one was. And then I think there's a Rod Stewart song, and then it's this. But it just, I don't know why, it is just so catchy, and it's just so far away from what The Who normally does, but it just... It's not like a super rocking song, but like live it pumps, but it does pump. It rocks along. Like it's not like, like if you listen to like something from like Quadrophenia or like an earlier Who song, it obviously doesn't as, it doesn't rock as much as that. But this song, man, it just slaps. You better, you bet the Who. I'll have to listen to it. I will listen to it. It's so good. And there you go, Carney. Oh First episode my. in the books. I'm so hyped. I'm proud of us. I'm, I'm proud. Look, I mean, we we're did, amazing we, all the time. We weren't going to do a podcast 24 hours ago, and now we've recorded our first episode. Maybe we should do another. Maybe, 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 maybe. we should do... Maybe... I was thinking of getting into carpentry, though. Oh, okay. So that's, that's, that's rather disappointing. It might have to be after my carpentry degree. Okay, fair enough. But if we were to do more episodes... What albums could we talk about? I think we already talked about one earlier, American Idiot by Green Day. American Idiot, we definitely... Episode two, done. There you go. American Idiot by Green Day. You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
We had a list. What, what was on our list? What was on our list? Albums. We've got a lot. We've got some Michael Jackson hidden nice. up our list. We've got and some, we're going to uh, go modern stuff too, not just yeah. We, do, stuff. we got we got some we got some Olivia Rodrigo. Let's go. Some Harry Styles. Let's go. Oh my! What but we hidden. We, we got some. We do have some Pink Floyd, some yes. Nirvana. Oh, I'm so excited for Pink Floyd. <laughs> of course, I actually I feel bad. The the album we have on this list, I have not heard. Like I might have had one or two songs. That's from this right, album. listeners. Carney has not listened to the dark side of the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we just lost I'm all sorry. of our audience. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But all actually, my fans. I'm kind of. I'm kind of interested because, like, I see YouTube videos all the time of like first listen to Dark Side of the Moon, first listen to Sergeant Pepper, first listen to the White <laughs> Album, or something like that. And it's rather interesting to see people's like initial reactions to this album. So I'm. I can't wait. To see what you think of Dark Side of the Moon. It's like, what, one of the biggest selling <laughs> albums ever. I hope my fans in Antigua and Barbados are not upset. <laughs> They're like just head in hands. Like, he's not listened to Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> was there any other albums? What else was on there? I thought there was some Fleetwood Mac. We got Mac. some Fleetwood Mac Let's on go, here. Rumors. We got some more Beatles. Of who course. could have... You can who can have too much Beatles, right? So we will, so we've heard it here first. We will do every Beatles album. Including Yellow sure. Submarine? Yeah, or maybe we could like, maybe we could put Yellow Submarine under like, you know, like an EP type thing. Just do the six songs and then what, but what, four, only four of them are actually not being heard before because All You Need Is Love was already out and Yellow Submarine was obviously already on Revolver. So it's like so you're it's talking about four, four songs. songs. <laughs> but then actually, you know what we could do? We could put Magical Mystery Tour, the EP and Yellow Submarine in one episode because you've already got because the other ones are just singles Penny Lane Strawberry Fields and what is our baby a rich man it depends we'll, we'll figure it out we'll figure that's it out. long we'll figure it out. and then the we've future, got though. oh we've got some we've got some musicals hey, because we can't we've got, we got, we got to expand we've got to expand and what that's better our, that is musical, our background what better musical to start with than ah did we just invent like a Jesus Christ Superstar mashup? <laughs> we can do like a disco mashup of Jesus Christ I think Superstar. So. The OG. And then we can rant about why Tim mentioned yes. Jesus Christ Superstar is the best Jesus Christ Superstar. The the Judas. The Judas. But anyway, that take. was good. That was good. Yeah. I hope listeners that you've enjoyed. That's right. Our deep our deep look at Please Please Me by the Beatles. And tune in next time on the Album Lounge, and we'll see you then. This is Brad. And Connie. And we'll see you next time.